Savannah Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Dee Daniels, and I'm also the director of communications at Cliff Merce Realty in beautiful, historic downtown Savannah, Georgia. We're so excited to take you on this journey that will, yes, explore the fascinating world of real estate and investing in Savannah, but just as important, we'll also be giving a platform to so many creative, unique, and diverse people that make this charming city one of the coolest and hottest places in the world. Our co-creator, Cliff Merce, is here with me for this very special interview. We are on the road with the Savannah Speaks podcast. We are actually at City Hall, and we're very excited to be uh, introducing our guest uh, on this episode, the 67th mayor of the city of Savannah, Mr. Mayor Van Johnson, will be uh, joining us in just a moment. Cliff, we're so excited to be talking to the mayor. We both have such a, a respect for the mayor, and this, this, is a, this is a very kind of geeked out episode yeah, for yeah. us. Absolutely. I'm excited about it because I think this guy's a rock star. Yeah, yeah. same. I same. really enjoyed you know, him being our mayor. And I think it's just a fantastic opportunity for us to give everybody a chance to, to hear what he's got to say. Absolutely. Yeah, I've got a big um, smile on my face. I think too. this is fun. Mr. Mayor Van Johnson, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Welcome to Savannah Speaks. No, thank you. Welcome to City Hall. Uh, I think uh, we've made history. Uh, Savannah Speaks in Savannah City Hall uh, on location on uh, a building that's been here since 1906. So uh, we'll, we'll relish in the moment of history. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm just, I have so many things I want to chat with you about and so many things that I'm just so impressed uh, with your time as, as mayor. And I know you've been in, in public service for a long time, even before being the mayor. But I moved here with my partner in, uh, last August and we were sort of watching Savannah and, be, and we were tourists uh, turned residents. Um, and, and so we're that's usually how it happens. Is, that's exactly <laughs> I've, I've found that out. Um, but we were watching you, you know, during during COVID and you came in as the mayor. Uh, during COVID, and, and wow, what an unbelievable time to come in as the mayor uh, of Savannah, of a place that's so um, busy with tourists all the time, and to have the country be on sort of lockdown for a minute. I really felt like we were watching you, and you just handled it with such grace, and, and you really cared for what was going on to keep us protected, but also for what was going on with the businesses. How did you deal with that uh, process? Thanking God, uh, you know, and, and faith is important to me. Um, and so, you know, I acknowledge that the decisions I made, the courage that I am applauded for having, um, you know, came from a power bigger than me. This was something that's not in the, the mayor book uh, in the city, in the bottom of City Hall. I'm sure there's a mayor book somewhere. Um, <laughs> and to raise your hand on January the 1st. Um, with all of the hopes and anticipations of a mayoral administration of all the things you think you want to do. And then literally a little over uh, two months later, um, you're canceling the legendary St. Patrick's Day parade, the second largest in the country. Uh, and then soon after that, your entire city uh, is shut down. Then two months beyond that, having the demonstrations and protests uh, in uh, relation to George Floyd, 
Uh, it, I mean, it's been an amazing, an amazing journey. Um, you know, there was some very long, sleepless nights, um, but I think that the spirit of Savannah shined through. The the tenacity of Savannah, the loving um, nature, and the generosity of Savannah uh, show through. Um, and and they're willing to uh, follow me on this journey yeah. when I wasn't necessarily sure where I was going. Well, um, I, I for one, Mayor, you stepped up and you led in that moment when we needed it the most. And uh, watching, you know, from home your uh, your updates and your announcements and things like that. That's I immediately became a fan of you, Thank you. because it was terrifying. You know, I had to <laughs> shut down two businesses, and you had a whole city shutting down around you. And uh, and then you know we had a, a orders from from Atlanta open back up certain businesses and you know you're like what what in the hell do we do <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking at you and you're like uh, this our mayor has us and, and you, you know and then we're seeing you on you know the national news mm-hmm. um, but, right. but you did a great job and that I mean it just it just was total leadership and and I mean you were brand new as mayor. I applaud you. Well, thank you. It was it was a very difficult time. Um, you know, fortunately, the 16 years on council prior to that helped prepare me. Um, being a human resources professional prepared me. Being a law enforcement professional, I think, prepared me. Um, and that we were not going to let politics get in the way of protecting our citizens. Um, we adopted very early. We were going to, you know, keep the faith that we would get through it, even if we didn't know how, but we were going to follow the science, whatever right. the science led us. And so I uh, put together a medical advisory board really, relatively quickly that included uh, the health directors of uh, St. Joseph, Canada, and Memorial, um, our two federally funded health centers, uh, Curtis V. Cooper and um, J.C. Lewis, uh, and a couple of private physicians to include a pediatrician. And I said, you all tell me, and our health director, of course, um, you know, y'all tell me. I mean, I just don't know. And so um, they were able to really give, I think, expert advice. And, you know, we wanted to be transparent. If, if I knew it, I want to make sure people knew it, um, you know, that this was a very dangerous, dangerous um, virus and that people needed to be um, um, engaged. And then once the the vaccinations were available, get the vaccination. And then, you know, as you know, with the mask and the whole mask uh, debacle, you know, wear the freaking mask. Right. <laughs> Just wear the mask. <laughs> and now COVID is back, but we'll talk about that later. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, you know, it was interesting because I really feel like you, you know, you had to see every side of that coin and, and you did. I mean, there, there were so much of like, hey, look. These are what the experts, this is what the experts are saying. We need to do X, Y, Z. And you had experts all, all around you. But then at the same time, you said, you know, another shutdown. That's not going to do any of us any good if we can avoid it. And here's how we possibly can. And you were following CDC and you were following, but you were also concerned about small business and local business around here and tourists. And you had all sides of the coins to look at. Now my head is hurting thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so... It, I have a collaborative approach to problem solving. And so we called in businesses and our tourism industry and said, all right, how can we get through this? And so we ended up with um, uh, uh, Safe Savannah, which was an initiative of the businesses and the city government. And the businesses agreed 
to do A, B, C, D, and E to protect their employees, to protect their customers, and, and the city would support that effort. And so we had over 700 businesses sign up. We had businesses that weren't in Savannah that were adopting it, and they were a part of Savannah mm-hmm. Safe. That's right. uh, and so we were able to keep our economy um, just running. We didn't have to restart from cold. So uh, essentially, when things got better, we were able to ramp up very quickly. And so I'm really grateful for our local business community. Um, you know, they didn't complain. They came and really said, how can we help? And so I think, you know, we talk about public-private partnership. Uh, this was an ex- excellent example of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it felt like that. It really did. And, 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 you know, like I said, we were still in Virginia at the time when COVID hit. And it paused our move to Savannah. And yet we were watching what, what everything was happening down here and what was going on. And we were just like, wow, they're all working together. They're really trying to just get through this. And get During a crisis, the, the last thing you need is people to be working against each other. Yeah. And so, you know, I said, I can't do it by myself. And so we need help. And so people left egos at the door and found ways for us to keep Savannah. And I think, you know, history will probably tell. That's one of the defining moments of Savannah how business and government and community were able to come together and say, let's let's fix this. Let's do what we can with what we know to make things better. Absolutely. It really, I really feel like, you know, just across the country, people were looking at Savannah and just like, wow, okay, uh, <laughs> they're doing it right. And so, yeah, it was, it was quite something to watch. I know you were talking a few minutes ago about uh, leadership and your problem solving. You know, that's something you've got a lot of history with. And I, I, I saw that in your bio and I'm like, yeah, that shines through. I mean, you came from Brooklyn to Savannah. And one of the things that we'd like to talk about on this podcast is how in the world did you get to Savannah? <laughs> um, I'd love to hear a little bit of that story. Um, well, my, my family is from Savannah. Um, my father uh, was born in, in South Carolina uh, at an early age, his mom. My grandmother moved to Savannah, and they settled here. At the time, particularly the low country of South Carolina, they considered Savannah the city, and so they moved here. Uh, my father went to the military, as most men did uh, during um, the, the 60s, and uh, migrated to New York as a part of the Great Migration, and um, that's where I was born. He met, he met a, a Brooklyn girl, and, and, and they had me, and... and and they kept on having kids. Um, and then I used to get shipped down here during the summer and to see my grandmother and family and says, no way in hell I'll ever live here. It's just too hot. You know, we would be inside because it's so hot all of the time. And like, I can't do that. So um, when it was time for me to go to college, I was 16 years old. And, you know, there were places I wanted to go. And they said, you're not going there. Um, you know, you either go to some community college here you can go live with your grandmother and go to Savannah State. All right, I'll go to Savannah State. <laughs> and so came down at 16 and attended Savannah State, graduated um, in 1990. Went back to New York to get me a job. Couldn't find anything. Came back, did a master's degree. Uh, came back, went back. And, um, you know, just ultimately Savannah has a way um, of just drawing you in. And, and it did. I mean, it just... You know, the people, the life, and then you realize that in places like New York, I'm sure places like Virginia, that you're on a treadmill. You're just kind of, you're like just running real fast, but really not running going anywhere. Right. And so here I've been able to, uh, you know, earn a life, able to own a home, which I probably would not be able to do uh, in terms of New York, and, and just, you know, make a life for myself. 
Yeah. We hear that a lot. We do. It just grabs you. We do. And I love that our mayor feels the same way. The food, the people, you get lulled. And then next thing you know, you're stuck. I mean, you stop. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You stop being a visitor because when you go back home, you don't feel at home anymore. Savannah feels more like home. It's it's so weird that everyone has that common denominator here. I mean, we had it, Cliff had it. I mean, you know, it's like, wow, everybody really has it. More people are feeling that too. It's true. And and that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about because, you know, as we sitting on the corner, our office is a beautiful location on the corner of Abercorn and Liberty. We're right there next to the cathedral. And and we see a lot of tourists come in and out. A lot of people come in and ask us how they can move here. And, you know, all of that. And we have those conversations. And so many of the tourists uh, have a common kind of theme going on of, you know, there's just something about Savannah. You know, we visited Charleston. We visited Florida. We went here. We went there. And there's just something about Savannah. What do you think it is, Mayor, that it is that something? Well, I think that Savannah is so uh, prominently and organically fixed in our nation's psyche that, um, you know, it feels like home. Um, The oldest African-American congregation in North America is here. The third oldest Jewish congregation is here. Um, No matter where it is, whether it's the Revolutionary War or even the Confederacy, you know, there is some tie to Savannah that makes people feel um, uh, very comfortable. Um, Savannah is a, a city of many things. Uh, we are a tourist town, but we're also a port city. Um, we're also a military city. We're also a college city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also now an art and cultural city. And so it's so many things about Savannah that people are able to come and to be able to kind of... Uh, hook their anchors to and and so you know you come here and just find out the savannahs every every for everybody and and since i've been here i've really tried to really push that that thought that savannah will be a welcoming inclusive place uh savannah will be home for everybody and that requires sometimes some very courageous conversations some very courageous actions sometimes uh to help change the culture of people who have been here to say well and they'll still tell me you're not a native Savannahian. Well, I mean, maybe I'm not. But I think, you know, you know the fact that I chose Savannah that's right. is exactly. more significant than the fact that I'm stuck in Savannah. Mm, that's true. And yeah. in this case, Savannah chose me. That's right. And yeah. Cliff, we talk about that all the time. All the time about choosing Savannah. And, you know, it took 28 days for it to grab a hold of me. I was wow. a project. Yeah, wow. I was. I was at the. It was the um, Avia Hotel. Yeah. Now it's the um, Andas. I was in, stationed here to to sell some condos for 28 days. We were auctioning them. This was, this was two, 2009, and the economy was just in the in the, in the garbage can. Um, but I I knew, you know, my drive back to Birmingham. I was like, I don't want to go back. There. <laughs> right. And, right. Uh, so I chose to be here 12 years ago, a little more now. And uh, it's the best decision I ever made. And, and then you find, you find yourself that your y'all becomes very perfected. Yes, all of a sudden. Yes, I right. mean, you just find yourself assimilating into, um, into the culture of Savannah, which is not geographical, but it's spiritual. Mm. You know? And so you find yourself now, you know, doing the things that Savannians do. We're not particularly worried about most things. We're not particularly in a rush to get anywhere. 
Um, and, you know, we are, I think, the epitome oftentimes of kindness, um, of benevolence. And, and you see that in people, you know, and that people come, but they speak to you, they don't even know you. And so I go to New York and I say that, hey, I don't know you. Why are you speaking to me? But here, you know, people just as kind. I, I saw it the other day, um, somebody was lost and they asked a stranger and the stranger, oh, come on, I'll walk you over there to show you where it is. It's like, wow. I mean, who does that? But that's, that's Savannah. It happens here. It happens here. And that's, that's one of the ways we, we got to, to the, get the move here. I mean, we were visiting for years, knew we were going to land here at some point. COVID hit, sort of gave us the pause. But in the visiting process, we landed at Crawford Square in the middle of the Secret Cigar Society meeting every second and fourth Friday. And somebody said, hey, you should, you know, you should come here next Friday. And we're like, we don't live here. That's all right. Whenever you come back, come on back. <laughs> and next thing you know, they're offering us their home to stay in while ours is getting ready. And, you know, I mean, these are the kind of people. It's genuine. I mean, it's just, you know, yeah, I mean, no problem. Well. We want you to be okay. And that's. And I think that's the spirit of Savannah, uh, and that's what draws people here. So you've been here since college. How long have you been in public service in Savannah? Well, elected service since 2004. I was elected in 2003. Uh, came on with Mayor Otis Johnson. At the time, uh, Mayor Otis Johnson, and then Mayor Edna Jackson was his mayor pro tem. I was the vice chairman of council, so I was number four uh, in my first term. I was the youngest member of council. Um, and then by the time we got to Mayor Deloach's administration, um, I was still the youngest person on council, but I had the most seniority on a council except for one council member. Um, and then uh, now, um, you know, my, my first term as mayor, it's the third year of that. Uh, so it's been a really, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of, and I guess that's why I have not been really too, I've seen, you know, ebbs and flows. I've seen the recession of 2007 and eight knew we would come out of it. Um, know that Savannah businesses, particularly small businesses, are extremely resilient. Um, they adapt really quickly, which is why throughout all of our sectors, Savannah had its best year ever in 2021, wow. ever across every single sector. And 2022 is shaping up to be even better than our best year of 2021, which is coming out of a pandemic. Um, when you look relatively at cities across the nation that have lost businesses, their downtowns are just not, you know, they're grinding slowly. We are on fire. Uh, you know, you can't find hotels anywhere. You, you know, you're still waiting to eat. You know, it's just that, you know, that's just, you know, and our small businesses are doing well. And again, that's for businesses that stuck with us. And I think the good news about that is it's attracting new businesses here. That's right. It is. And that's one of the things that attracted us. I mean, we were looking at the small business community here from afar. We were looking, you know, at what was going on in our small downtown in Virginia and looking at here and we're like, wow, they are thriving. We're in the middle of COVID. They are thriving. <laughs> People are working together. There's a collaboration that's going on. There are pop-ups happening on the street. of certain businesses going to other businesses and having a market and doing, and I'm like, who does this? This is... Savannah Crazy, Strong, baby. But we want to live here. <laughs> we want to be a part of this. And it's just amazing to kind of watch this collaboration. And now, I mean, we're part of it at Cliff Marsh Realty. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're in yeah. it collaborating with that. all of it. Just jump right in the middle, you know? 
in the middle of talk about being on talk about an industry on fire. I mean, it's like wow. I mean, and and so it's it's been good for us. It's been a little difficult for us on the other end of it because, um, you know, basically our entire market uh, now is you know the market has been reestablished to where it's just. it's, it's on fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, the demand is so high yeah. uh, for people wanting to come here, sight unseen. And it's like, as long as I'm living in Savannah, I'm here. Right. And they're coming. And, and so people from the north in particular, their money spends very well here. And so they're looking at opportunities now to live uh, a different life, a better life, a less complicated life. And so, you know, Savannah is all those things. Mm-hmm. So this market that we're having in real estate, I can't help it. I'm sorry. I'm a real estate nerd. Um, is the mayor's office involved in anything, any initiatives or any, any programs? Or you, is it on your, your radar, um, lower income housing and projects like, um, you know, uh, not even lower income, but mixed? Because I, I get real, real concerned about the availability for housing when I have, you know, everybody calling me for, for rentals. And, you know, and I'm looking for rentals and you can't find them. Um, is that a challenge for you? It is. Um, and thank you for asking the question. Um, so for us, Savannah, because it's so popular, there's an underside of that. The underside is is that housing has become harder for people to obtain, both um, rental housing and even you know, home. People just priced out. It goes to the highest bidder. better. Um, we have our friends in, in South Carolina, particularly in the Hilton area, Hilton Head area, where the people who live there can't afford to who work there can't afford to live there, and so they're busting from Buford and, and the other areas around that. Um, for us in Savannah, one of my campaign promises was to deliver Savannah's first affordable housing plan. Uh, we needed to be able to have a way that looked at our metrics and statistics, and then come up to a plan to deal with it. So we know that housing. Uh, costs have outpaced incomes two to one over the last, um, certainly last 20 years. And we know that that's even more now in the current market. So uh, as a part of that, we uh, came up with the Housing Savannah Task Force. And the Housing Savannah Task Force, they had one goal. And the goal was to come up with Savannah's first affordable housing plan. That plan is completed. Uh, it, it makes and requires major investments uh, in housing. Housing at all levels, because we know that uh, more housing creates housing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it allows us to, to plan strategically to reach 15,000 units of housing by the year 2030. Um, we just made a historic investment of 18, $17, $18 million uh, in housing uh, here in Savannah through our um, our um, housing, housing, available, housing affordability fund. Uh, and, and we've been really having these courageous conversations with people about how to create housing. So uh, SCAD, for example, Savannah Codron Design, uh, 22 units, I believe, um, in a Savannah Square that they designated uh, as affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like 20, 22 units, um, $1,000 a month, including utilities and parking. Wow. Um, wow. And so they, they heated the call. And so we're looking at our properties through an affordable or affordability lens. And so um, we're doing that in the midst of that. Uh, you know, we still have these challenges we have where 
you know, landlords can get more money. So they are able to say, hey, you know, um, in your lease, we're raising your rent five hundred dollars. And in Georgia, we don't have housing protections to stop people from doing that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all get, you know, the market is the market. We agree that, you know, people should, you know, it should be profitable. But there's a difference between being profitable and price gouging. Mm -hmm. And so um, we've given a significant amount of money. Um, through our CARES Act funds and our ARPA funds from the federal government to uh, stop people from being evicted, um, to help provide uh, emergency housing assistance uh, through various nonprofits, and we'll continue to do that. Um, We now have a a non-governmental organization called Housing Savannah Incorporated, and it's helping us really leverage the monies in our affordable housing fund to really create opportunities to really create more affordable housing here. That's so wonderful. we're we're always behind the gun because the market is moving faster than we can move. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, wherever there's uh, land that we can acquire and we can get it developed, then that's what we want to do. That's fantastic. You know, one of the best things about it when I got here was every, we all lived together. You know, Savannah's small, and so there weren't really any any defining sort yeah. of boundaries or anything. You know, you 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 could have this couple living in this. Three million dollar house, and then you've got you know me, <laughs> the little house next door, and then two and a half million dollar house. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. And then you know, uh, stacked flats full of students and stuff. Well, I mean, you can and go look at Bull Street. I mean, if you go take Bull Street and you take east of Bull Street, you have million dollar homes yeah. across the street. Yeah. You have a whole totally different situation. Yeah, and yet. People coexist. Absolutely. And it's one of the beautiful parts of our city. Always has been, I think. Yeah, it really is. And I think one of the things that I, I feel like it shows in, in your heart, Mayor, is, is how much uh, of a heart you have for the homeless community here. And, you know, you, it is. You're always walking that line of, you know, getting that affordable housing, housing that someone can afford. And, and so if they can get in, then you want them to be able to stay in. You know, and, and not get pushed out because of, you know, different boundaries. And we do want to all be able to live in this community feel. And I know you're always reaching out to that. It gets me in trouble, um, you know, because, again, I think that the state forbids us from doing some of the things we want to do. Right. And so, you know, then we have to call it for what it is. Um, you know, it bothers me to walk out and see people who obviously want some place to go. And COVID really exposed all of the vulnerabilities in our social service system. Mm-hmm. Imagine, you know, we had reduced homelessness consistently from 2010 to maybe 2016-ish, held flat from two, six, 2016 to about 2020. And then, you know, all of a sudden now you have people coming here from across the country because Savannah does a good job of taking care of homeless folks. But then you also saw uh, a situation where you had people who um, needed the help and they weren't able to get it. Um, our shelters were cut in half to a third because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So now people who had a place to stay could not be served. And so this is happening across the country and we're trying to get it as far as we can. Um, we have the housing, the, the tiny homes. Um, we're creating an entire village of smaller homes with wraparound services. Um, with electricity, with running water. Um, we're still addressing some of the issues as it relates to the um, the, the housing villages that you see. 
um, you know, many of them choose to remain in their villages. You like the camps yeah. that we see around? Yeah, and yeah. Then, and you when you see them, they're extremely organized. Yeah. They have it's their own city. They have their own mayor, um, and they have a set of rules, and they like the ability to self-determine for themselves. So if that's what they want to do, then the city should be able to partner by making sure that we're able to provide sanitary trash, pick up water, and those things for for them because in the end, they're our citizens as well. Right, right. They've decided to organize it as their own community, and it would be great if we could respect that and work with them. Exactly. That would be a wonderful well, that, thing. That's amazing. I've seen improvements at the camp on um, President Street under the bridge there, and you can tell that somebody's gotten involved in um, doing what they can to to make it safe, it looks you'll, like. You'll see, a, you'll see um, um, huge trash bins there. Yeah. Um, you know, we put a water buffalo out there. We mm-hmm. want to have fresh water. Um, and then you'll see people doing and providing some of the wraparound services out there. Again, you know, we want them to be okay. We have just this year um, activated our first uh, cooling center. Because as you know, Savannah can get oh, high. Yeah. Yes. And so we want to have uh, facilities available for people to go when it gets hot, where you can go in, have air conditioning, and have some water. We want right. you to be safe. And in those two or three days where it gets really, really cold, you know, we'll have heating centers where people can go uh, stay overnight and be okay. I love that. I yeah. love all of this, 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 this topic and, and what the city does. It really does show me that the city has a heart and you at the head of the city. Um, you know, it must weigh heavy on you, you know, as mayor to see a homeless person. Um, and, you know, good job. The effort is, is not trying. noticed. We're trying. You know, I know obviously you're not busy at all as mayor. Um, yeah. uh, but I do know one of the things, if you're all right talking about mayor, I'd love to, to chat about. I know one of the things that you've also had on your heart over the years, um, that you had a, you had a health scare. Um, and a cancer diagnosis. I'd love to ask you how you're doing with that. I know you had surgery and um, where you are on that journey. Yeah, so in the midst of uh, COVID, <laughs> in the midst of, of managing um, in August of uh, 2020, I got the phone calls that says, well, you have cancer. What are you talking about? Um, I'm busy. Right. I don't have time for that. Yeah. And so um, my parents are going through their health issues themselves. Mm. Um, The city is, you know, kind of depending on you. And, you know, I just don't have time for cancer. Uh, So I I waited for a year. Then decided, all right, you know, you got to take care of your star player. And so, um, you know, I had... Uh, surgery and and as far as I know I'm fine. Uh, the good news is, is that it was caught early. The good yeah. news is, is that it was diagnosed early. Mm-hmm. The good news was that I had all of the treatment options available to me um, and I'm hoping later this year to be even more public about it um, because uh, you know men don't go to the hospital enough. Men don't get checked out enough and uh, my experience comparatively was was really uh, awesome considering what it could have been mm-hmm. and so I want to be able to use my experience to get um, get men particularly uh, tested get them um, get their issues checked out um, and so you know I think I can leverage that as, into an opportunity 
I'm using my experience. Um, you know, I literally uh, had surgery on November the 10th and November the 11th. I was in the uh, Veterans Day Parade. Wow. Wow. Wasn't feeling totally up to it, <laughs> yeah. but it was important to me yeah. to kind of get back in the saddle. And so I, I didn't walk the parade. The Thank you. And no I just, I just limped over and waved at folks. I'm sure they were so happy to see you. So. But they didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't um, even know you were there. Nobody, no, they didn't realize that I was, yeah, they, I had oh, just wow. came from surgery. I mean, you know, the goal was is for us to be able to, to, to move on. And so mm-hmm. uh, we did. And so I talked about it. Uh, it was, and I talked about it sooner than I wanted to um, at, um, I think it was NAACP. They was asked about how difficult it had been. And it's like, you know, people want to criticize and, and I've gotten a fair share of that. But they don't realize sometimes the hell you go through. Mm. Um, you know, the fact is that this is a part-time job, and I have not had a part-time day in it yeah. in the three years that I've been in it. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm responsible for the city. I'm also responsible for my parents. I'm responsible for myself, and so it has not been an easy journey. Um, but you know, fortunately, um, you know, I've been able to give it my all, get up every day, go hard to paint for my city. Um, and fight for. Yeah, I think a lot of people see a lot of encouragement in that, um, you know, because, gosh, cancer touches so many people. My mom had it and has been dealing with it for the last three years in treatment, and uh, thank goodness coming out of that treatment and on the other side of it. But I think a lot of people, you know, struggle with, you know, being in their day-to-day with that. How do you go back to work? How do you face the day? How do you take care of your family? And I know you were you were a role model for that in that time that you were dealing with it too. Well, again, I think, you know, the thing about it was I almost ignored it for a year. Mm-hmm. I had the option because it was, it was staged so early to be able to um, wait a year. And so, you know, I needed that year because I... I put that to the back of my head. Hey, that's and literally, literally those days I just forgot. And then it got to the point where I got that that call. What are you going to do? And it's like, you know what? I want to be in control of my situation. And so, you know, hence, we are right. That's right. Well, thank goodness, and uh, we're, we're, goodness. we're glad. I didn't know it was going on. You know, Dee just told me this morning she was going to ask if you'd been talking about it. I'm like, I didn't know. It's part part of the journey. I mean, again, people don't realize sometimes, you know, they you get elected to office and then people put a cape on you and they mm. feel like you're Superman and you're not. I mean, you know, we have our own fears and and I want people, particularly with those who who choose to who serve in public office, uh, for people that sometimes offer low grace, yeah. um, because in the end, you know, we're mothers, we're fathers, you know, we're sons, we're daughters. And, you know, and they stepped up to serve, which some people will complain, but, you know, particularly oftentimes those on, on social media um, who always can tell me what I should do, but won't offer themselves up for public service. Right. 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 Well, you've got a good attitude, attitude about that, I can tell. Yeah. Sometimes it gets a little snarky, it, but it, <laughs> it has to. Yeah, it has to. You have to. It must, because, again, you're a human, you know, right. and to take that online criticism has got to be difficult. From people who won't even show their face. That's right. 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 
I'm not even gonna even pretend to run for office. If I did, I would I would go on the campaign and bring back the kitchen phone, right. get rid of the social media altogether. <laughs> when we had the kitchen phone, it was just the one thing and no problems. I feel like you know, you the, dial. the rotary. You know, yep. I just uh, we're gonna switch gears a little bit and do uh, something that we love to do on Savannah Speaks podcast, and that is ask about your Savannah favorites. Um, All right. So uh, switching gears a little bit, um, let's talk a little bit about, let's see. What are all of them are my favorites. Are they all your favorite? I'm and, the mayor. Really everything hard. is my favorite. When you're the that's mayor, a, you have that is the, everything that's is my the legal favorite. answer, I think. What's your favorite square in Savannah? That you might have a favorite. That's not super political. No, that's not true. No, my favorite, well, for different reasons. Johnson Square, because it's named after me. Right Square, because for years of the county, I looked out over that square. Um, Ella Square, because I think it has the most personality. Mm, it does. Um, Calhoun Square, because I wanted to name, change the name of it. So, yeah. so it's all different reasons. <laughs> right. And I think the beauty of Savannah is that each square has its own character. Some are, are just totally residential. Some are a hybrid. Some are, um, you know, institutional. And so... But those are probably my favorites and that's for great, those reasons. Great answer. That's a great that's answer. That's a good mayor answer. I know. <laughs> that is such a good answer. Somebody will say he's full of BS. No, it's not. No, it's really. That's, that's I mean, real. it's really. Everyone, I can see his face. He's telling the truth. It's Thank true. you. Uh, and you can you can see some of that on BS Square in Savannah. Right in, no, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favorite spot on uh, River Street? Uh, restaurant or favorite spot to just do something fun? Um, Recycles Plaza is probably my favorite. Well, I've changed that because now we have Plant Riverside. That's right. Um, so there, they they have this barbecue spot there that I love. Oh yeah, we love the barbecue spot. Oh, so I'll see you Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So there, I like Wet Willies. I went there um, on Fourth of July. Mm. Um, the U.S. Army band was playing. In Recycles Plaza, and I mean, he rocked it. So just standing there, and I'll just sit around and people watch. And it's amazing um, walking around with street clothes that people just walk around me. So you're not recognized like a celebrity. Not always. Because no. when Dee and I ran into you at that uh, <laughs> fundraiser, we mobbed you. I was a little embarrassed. Yeah, no, I, I mean, so sometimes you know, but it just depends. I'm out looking. They'll they'll look and they'll double take, you know. But usually, I'm I'm different in a t-shirt and a ball cap. You know, just kind of walking around looking. I don't know. I think we would have recognized you yeah, in the T-shirt and ball cap too. But <laughs> you probably would. And I do want to. I do want to mention that. I thought that was actually one of the sweetest things in the world. Yeah. Uh, friends of ours that we went to the uh, the ball. Uh, we had them on the podcast. Uh, Butter Tiny Butterfly Warrior and um, their family. Uh, Joe and Ann Davis had a ball for their daughter, and and you were requested to be there, and there you were um, at the ball showing. This family, your love and support, and and I the cause. You know that was the most wonderful, sweetest thing. It, it was, Mayor. It was. It was amazing. Yeah. It, it, it was really an amazing event. I had never held a butterfly mm. like that before. So I mean, I'm loping up the envelope, and I'm like, "What's up with this dead butterfly?" Right. And then all start? of a sudden, it's like yeah. he like wakes up, and mm-hmm. he's like, uh, "He's off." Well, he fell down a couple of times, but he got up. He got up. But um, you know, I realized that. Um, you know, when you're the mayor of the city, you are uh, essentially the pastor mm-hmm. of, 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 of city. You are the father of the city. 
um, and people want to see you at their best times and at their worst times. Mm -hmm. And so my days are often very long because I want to be there at the best times and at the worst times. And so, you know, as much as I can, sometimes it's 10, 11 events a day. Uh, that day I was running from an event to another event. I had two more after that event. Um, but, you know, just to even show your face. And, again, it was a great event. I was glad that I went, um, met some interesting people. And then, of course, you know, saw you all. So. Right. Yeah, it was great. Well, and the looks on everyone's faces. Yeah, it is a, it's a big deal. It's a, big deal. it's a bigger deal than maybe you even think. Yeah. Um, but what a great way to put it about being their pastor and their father. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, people want to see you, and sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll invite you. So mm. I can't make them all. Um, but then, you know, but if I can, you know, even if I can come just for a little bit just to, to affirm the person or affirm the event or to be able to say we're celebrating with you or we're mourning with you or we're fundraising mm. with you, um, I recognize my presence is the city of Savannah. And so, you know. I, I don't take that lightly, and so I try to be where I can be. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. That it must be exhausting, but thank big you. Big deal. Part-time yeah. job. Uh, it is a part-time job. <laughs> that's it. It's a part-time job. Over full-time schedule. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, a couple more things. What are you excited about um, for what's coming for Savannah? What are you excited and if about? If you want to tell us a secret. Yes, we're happy to, to get a secret. What am I most excited about? I'm most excited about our arena and the total build out of what's what will be known as the arena district mm-hmm. um, this is land that historically separated a historically african-american community from the rest of downtown um, it was a structural barrier it was a physical barrier it was an emotional and mental barrier and now we have the largest municipal project ever in our city's history are there and people have enjoyed everything from uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire to the Eagles kicking off their world tour to, uh, to Jimmy Buffett uh, to WWE wrestling. I mean, just a variety of things that have occurred there and will occur there for years to come. And so, um, as we build out that area, that's going to be transform transformative space for um, locals to be able to just come hang out. I mean, just kind of. The space, the spot, um, it will be close to downtown, but close to the west side communities. And so I'm excited about what that means as we continue to kind of build that out. I love that. That was a long project. Well, I mean, 20 long years project. at yeah. least. I was, well, I started council when we were talking about it and just to see it end, see it, well, ground broken and built entirely during the pandemic. Um, and then to be completed on my watches probably one of the biggest achievements that that i have because that's something that uh you know through three three mayoral four mayoral administrations um to see that it's there it's world class and i often feel somewhat at in awe i'm sitting in this event in this arena that could look like anywhere else in the country. And I'm like, right here in Savannah. I'm not getting on the road from Jacksonville. I'm not getting on the road from Atlanta. I'm going down the street and going home. And so what a wonderful opportunity for people to have um, this type of entertainment in their community um, that they can go to and, you know, have people come see us. It's amazing. I love that. It is amazing. It mm-hmm. is. But you think about it, I mean, the mayor was working on this before he was on council. I mean, it was on the radar Right as you came on. Wow. I've never worked on anything that long. Yeah. 
Well, I think it also shows that you know that you know we have to be patient. We have to persevere. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to you know keep the focus on where it is. So sometimes things are, you know, they'll fall off. You bring them back. You bring them back. You bring them back again. This community did this, and I mean this arena is paid for. It's amazing. We have no no bills on on that arena. It's built. We have to get the parking together and and some of the rules around it together. And every day that improves. We had two final questions. One was sure. a listener question. Uh, Mr. Mayor, what is your favorite cheese? Or do you even like cheese? Oh, great question. Dang. Um, I would say American, but um, I've gotten really fascinated with blue cheese. Oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, since being in Savannah, um, I did my first wedge salad Ooh. and... Yeah, blue cheese just sets that it makes off. It. Yeah, yeah. It so. really does. A steak on the side. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so. AMD's not messing with you. We got a text question. Request. No, that's no. What, I mean, that's, I, I've never been asked that ever. That so, um, but no, blue cheese, and then probably, I don't think I like blue cheese on a on a hamburger. So mm. it'd probably be just more of American. Salad. I like provolone. Oh. Um, depending on what it what it yeah. is. Depending on the situation. Um, that, so that's a crazy question. That's my favorite. Just ask the mayor. I hey. just thought we needed to at least. I can't I'm believe sorry. I answered it, but I answered it. <laughs> In all seriousness. So thank you, listener, for that. Yes, it was a fabulous question. Um, and you may have already sort of answered this last one with, um, I don't know, with the arena, but also because I know you've been working on that for a long time and, and a part of that, but I'm guessing you probably have a second part. What are you most proud of during your time as a uh, in public service here. Well, I think the first thing is that I'm very proud of how this community made it through COVID. The other thing is probably uh, more in line with what my promise was during um, my campaign and ultimately in my inauguration that I was going to create more seats uh, at the table for Savannians. And I was going to embrace Savannians and I was going to love Savannians, and I was going to make sure the city loved people for who they are. So to that end, uh, in my years here, we've had our first, uh, actually, we just took down the inclusive pride flag, which hung in City Hall for 30 days. Right. Um, has never happened here in Savannah, in the Deep South. Um, I know you were a big part of that. I, I, ord- I ordered it. You said we're doing it. Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> and and I got some of the craziest stuff from people. I mean, mm. talk about hate. What are you? Savannah will be. Well, we know. Well, when will, 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 will it stop? It won't stop. Mm. Um, so I was very proud of that because that's some of those watershed moments where, you know, 20, 30 years from now, It'll be done, but I did it first. There you and go. it was a singular act in which only I could order it, and I ordered it. Good for you. Um, Thank you. Uh, no, you're welcome. Uh, the Juneteenth. Um, I ordered Juneteenth uh, in 2021 as a city holiday. Mm-hmm. In, January, in, in June of 2022, it was a federal That's holiday. Right. Wow. Um, and so, again, well, we did it first. You have a way of getting out there, getting out there. <laughs> I know, you? I know, it's crazy. But um, so in, in doing that, um, and so when you walk in the rotunda um, of, of City Hall, you see that uh, last year we did a Transgender Day of Remembrance, um, and the year before that, I think in 2020, we had a small ceremony in City Hall, and a lady came by, a transgender lady came by. I didn't know who she was. She just came in and stood, 
And then afterwards, uh, she walks up to me and I notice she's like crying profusely. And I'm like, yeah, are you all right? And she just said she never thought in Savannah that she would see that flag hanging, that she finally felt that she was seen. And it was like, wow. Wow. Um, They've impacted somebody's yeah, heart. Right. Yeah. That you'll be able to say, you know what, this is your Savannah too. Well, and I feel like people feel, and thanks to you, they feel represented. They feel spoken for, spoken about, loved, like you mentioned. I mean, and that's so important. And, and love does so not require love. approval. Right. You know, that I love and respect your right to be. That's right. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to approve of it. Um, we now have a task force for, uh, for LGBTQ called uh, Proud Savannah. Um, and so they are made up of LGBTQ folks and their responsibility is to make sure our city remains in touch. Um, we have a, um, task force called Ola Savannah, which is our Hispanic outreach leadership and advocacy group made up of our diaspora of Hispanic folks and their goal is to make sure that the city of Savannah remains engaged in a real way. Uh, so to that end, um, we now uh, offers many of our services in Spanish. Uh, and so during uh, the census, during the pandemic, we intentionally went after that community. And, and I had translators to translate because they were laughing at my Spanish. Um, but important, uh, last year we started our, um, it's called AAPI for Savannah, Asian American Pacific Islander for Savannah Task Force. So that they feel connected to their city government. And they could tell us how we could best communicate with their diaspora. And they're having, um, later on this year, I believe in November, they're, they're having the Asian festival back here in Savannah. Uh, and soon I'm hoping to uh, do the same for our, um, Caribbean, um, West Indian, um, folks. At the end of the day, uh, Savannah is for everybody. And I want everybody to be able to find their, their home, find some identity, find a place to lay their anchor in Savannah. And I think that is what uh, Savannah is all about, that, you know, everybody should feel comfortable here. Everybody should fall in love with Savannah and feel as included uh, and as loved as I felt in Savannah. And I think that's ultimately what I hopefully will, my legacy um, will be that, you know, I could really, I knocked down doors, um, I busted windows, um, I uh, leveled ceilings um, so that more people can get in and more people can feel in and feel apart. The other group I want to talk about is also um, we have a task force called uh, ARC, ARC Savannah, Advocates for Restorative Communities of Savannah. And this is for people who are returning home from jails and prisons. Um, Savannah, Chatham County has the highest number of people returning home uh, from jails and prisons than anywhere else except for Atlanta, Fulton County. And so those folks, they've gone off, they've done whatever they did. They've paid their debt to society and they come back and feel like outcasts in their own homes. And so our goal is when you come back, we're saying like the prodigal son, we're glad that you're back. Welcome back. Yeah, we're glad that you're back. How can we help you be successful? Because it's also for our best interest because if you can't be successful, you go back to what you know. 
So let's find ways to help you reconnect to your family. Do you need clothing? Do you need jobs? Do you need employment? Um, do you need a driver's license? Or do you need identification? How can we help you to be successful? How can we help you reconnect with mom or dad or with your children you haven't been in contact with and, and making them feel welcome? And so at the end of the day, um, we, we, we want everybody to feel that Savannah's at home. Wow. I love that. Um, and, and Savannah's for everybody is what he said. Everybody. We're so proud it. of that. I'm we're, so proud of we're it. We're proud to have a mayor who's uh, breaking those ceilings and opening those doors and making room at the table. And I can't think of a better time to uh, to read something that I read, that I've read, uh, written about you, Mayor. And, it, and it's just, no, it sums it all up. Uh, he has consistently used this sacred platform to advocate on behalf of the least, the last, and the lost and promote inclusion and equity for all citizens of Savannah. All. And that's what it is. And all. gosh, we're, we're yeah. proud to be a part of this community with you. Well, we're glad to be the home of Savannah Speaks. I mean, Savannah Speaks doesn't work well in Charleston. I mean, <laughs> no, it doesn't. I mean, Savannah <laughs> Speaks. We're not leaving. But Savannah Speaks is Savannah. So, that's right. Uh, we're glad to have you all here, and we're glad to have... Um, this this great medium to be able to communicate and talk and share stories. Stories are important. That's right. um, and it brings our community closer, so I thank you all so much for it. Well, thank you. you the, the city halls, the welcome was warm. And, oh, it was uh, beautiful. I like that the security was tight. Yes. And, well, because uh, we had Savannah Speaks coming. We had to make right. sure, you know. That's right. We were like rock stars. <laughs> My first time in City Hall, and it is really? an unbelievable visit. Yeah, so, yeah. thank nice. you. Nice people. Everybody that we met, your assistants were wonderful. Debbie yeah. is the best. She is awesome. So thank you for the warm hospitality. Thank you for your time. Yes, um, thank you so much. Let's do this again. Let's not wait. All right. <clears throat> we uh, next week, we'll put you on the call. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor Van Johnson, thank you. We can't, really, we can't say enough uh, thank yous for being on the podcast, for sharing um, not only your heart and, and your service, but your years and years of service. Tell me about the shirt. I just realized, I just looked at the shirt and now I see. Now you see. Uh, I see the hair. And, <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> we brought you one, don't worry. Really? So it all started with this little pelican that we put on our original logo of the company. And so the pelican without the mohawk is actually our logo. You'll see it on the real estate signs and. And that sort of thing. So when we started the podcast, we had our designer um, do a Pelican for D. As I see, I say, wow. <laughs> I love it. We just want to take a moment to thank you for listening and supporting Savannah Speaks. It is an absolute pleasure to be bringing you this podcast, telling the stories of the beautiful, talented, interesting people of Savannah. We're so proud that Cliff Merce Realty has chosen to be the home of Savannah Speaks podcast and continues to make it possible to produce these stories. With that said, when you're ready to buy or sell a home in Savannah, you can rest easy knowing we're just a call or message away. Cliff Merce has over 12 years experience in this thriving town, and it really shows every single day. We're a small, intimate company, and we're really super proud of that because it lets us spend quality time with each person that walks in our doors at the corner of Liberty Street and Abercorn in historic downtown. That's right. We're at the corner right next to the cathedral, and it's a great spot. We're always within reach. Our agents come from diverse backgrounds. 
You might have met a few of them on a previous episode already. Sarah Brooks-Sandon chose to be here from Los Angeles, California. Linda Blakemore from Laguna Beach, California. Mallory Miller from Atlanta, Georgia. Cliff came here from Alabama. And we have agents from Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Texas. We have extensive experience and knowledge about local real estate. And that basically covers it all. Buying a new home, finding that perfect waterfront property, getting in on that investment property you've always wanted to own, from luxury island living to historic architecture in downtown, we love walking side by side with our clients. It's not just about offering full service. For us, it's about offering full hearts. The best way to reach us with any of your real estate questions is of course in person at 129 East Liberty Street, or you can quickly see our featured listings and also our recently sold list at cliffmercerealty.com. And of course, when you're ready to tell your Savannah story, I'd love to talk to you on the podcast. Reach out to me on Instagram at Savannah Speaks Podcast or my email ddaniels at cliffmercerealty.com. I can't wait to talk to you.